Hey, this is Nathan. And this is Thomas. Today on Not the Pastor, we're going to continue our conversation with Brother Johnny Stewart. Now, last week we began to talk about fundraising. We talked about some of the mindsets. We talked about things that had worked well in our churches, like don't always go back to the congregation to raise money for youth group events. We talked about that there's a whole community that you serve and work in, and sometimes those people would be happy to help you raise funds to get teenagers to camp or to conferences or whatever it is that you're doing. We also talked about the fact that fundraising isn't only for raising funds. Now, it's a huge part of it, of course, but that we can teach our teenagers about life and about the provision that Jesus gives by fundraising. And some of some of the most incredible opportunities to minister to teenagers happen when you're working alongside of them. So, as the adult, as the leader, it's your job then to do the work that's necessary to help them learn those kind of skills and tools. Today, Johnny's going to talk to us about some specific fundraisers that he's done that raised a significant amount of money for his youth group. So I think this is going to be help if you are ever working on fundraising, those kind of things. Some of the things that he talks about in this episode are going to be a help to you, and I think you're going to want to steal some of these ideas. Here we go. Brother Johnny, we've already talked about a few different sort of classic fundraising ideas. I mean, car washes, dessert sales, things like that. Give us some other ideas. What are some things that you all did to that were effective to raise funds? I, I do want to ask a question about car washes, though. Cause, oh, okay. okay. All right. So you, you said car wash a couple of different times. And I've heard some other people mention car washes and how awesome they are. Uh, every car wash I ever was involved in was a six-hour day in the middle of the summer, right? Super hot, super obnoxious. Got constantly like I'm checking cars to make sure teenagers wash them well, all of those things, right? I mean, like those, I'm assuming those are normal problems. But then at the end of the day, I ended up with like $37. So I'm a little bit confused how people keep like, um, like, like I'm exaggerating a little bit, but only a little bit. Like, I, I, I'm so confused. I don't understand how car washes work for people. So, so would you help me? <laughs> how yeah. does a car wash work for you? Oh yeah. So, so the way that you have to do it, the, the key to the car wash is everything that happens before the car wash, right? Okay. okay. So you get, you get pledges, you get a pledge sheet for the teenagers that they can okay. ask the church people or neighbors, friends, family, stuff like that, where it's either those people will give them a flat donation or okay. they'll say, I'll give you a quarter for every car that's washed. Nice. Uh, okay. And so uh, then we keep tally of how many cars we wash and they go back and they collect that money. Okay. Uh, okay. And so if it's a, it's a quarter per car and they, we washed a hundred cars, $25. Yeah. Right. Easy. But ideally they'll get multiple people to pledge. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. So they'll so have some of these, $25 from several different people. We, we'd have some of these uh, teenagers that like were natural born salesmen and, and sales <laughs> women, you know? Yeah. And uh, it'd be like, I'd hand out the sheet on Sunday morning during Sunday school. They'd come back Sunday night, uh, Sunday evening service. And they're like, I've already got $300 in pledges. And I'm just Perfect. like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, this <laughs> afternoon, you know? After lunch, I took a nap and then I woke up and I was like, ah, I got like an hour before church. I'm going to go knock on some doors, I'm like raising $300. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, one thing I noticed about all of those teenagers that were incredibly successful, 
they were all just super to the point. They would knock on the door and, they, and when the person answered, they'd just say like, hi, I'm raising money for camp and I'm looking for people to donate money to, to get me there. Like, I mean, they would just tell them. And <laughs> like, I'll show your hands. <laughs> yeah, like they, they wouldn't be like, my name is so-and-so, I'm from this church, I'm in seventh grade, you know, we're doing this. Like they, they would just get to the point, like I'm trying to raise money for camp, I'm looking for donations. And they would just be like 20 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know. That's great. So yeah, it, it was. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, so I think the way that I always did that is it was like a, you know, we, we would do the car wash and like we'd ask people to donate whatever they wanted to donate. But then what that meant is they'd come and get their car wash for three bucks or five yeah. bucks. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And then, yeah. So, so then at the end of the day, we've washed all of these cars for three or four dollars or five bucks or whatever it is. And it just, it was a lot of work for yeah. not a lot of income. And so but it makes sense. Like those people are still going to give something a lot of times. Right. But mm. now you're you know, coming back from the other side of that. And you're so beforehand, you're making money that way and this other way. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, do you, you know, the, as far as the car wash itself, what we noticed really helped us increase the, the revenue. I hate to say yeah. it that way, but yeah. from the actual event, because uh, I mean, for a while, I think a couple of years, we were only pulling like five or six hundred dollars for the whole day. Right. You know, you've got 20 teens out exactly. there for six yes. hours. For six hundred dollars, like that's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And what we did is we'd set up like a pop-up tent, and mm. we'd set up tables and chairs, and people would come get their car wash, and we'd be like, "Hey, why don't you come sit down at the table and relax while we wash your car?" Gotcha. And then we would just have uh, some of the adults that were helping would just chat with them, yeah. and then they would start asking, like, "So, what are you guys doing? What is yes. this all about?" Yeah. And so yeah. when they would when they would stay in the car and we would wash it, we would get a lot of five dollar things. But when they came out and they started talking to people and chatting, then we started getting a lot of $20 things and we'd even get a hundred dollar tips. Wow. So we seriously went from five, $600 to $1,800, you know, and I've, I've seen some of these guys that they do their car wash. like, Oh, slow day. We only made $4,500. Right. I'm like, what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. You know? like, like, uh, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, having a place to write that check really makes writing a check a lot easier right so yeah that yeah. table out there that ch some shade there man people people pull out that pull out that checkbook a lot faster yeah. then oh so yeah we, cool. we even we'd even get pizza for the kids we've we've even given pizza to some of the people that came in to get their yeah. car wash yeah like like, <laughs> like eyeballing the pizza like want a slice I'm like sure they, they yeah. give you 20 bucks that's right a, that's not a bad deal <laughs> yes yeah. you get one slice of a five dollar pizza and get twenty dollars out of it that's, that's right great, that's oh, a yeah. great return <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah that's called markup right yeah, there that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. uh, and i appreciate you walking walking through that honestly like the the car wash kids are always like let's do a car wash i'm like car washes are awful and i hate them and so i, I appreciate it. like there's some there's some things that i wasn't doing in those that i probably should have been so i appreciate yeah. that yeah. It's helpful. yeah what other fundraisers did you do though that were uh, super great so another one that was pretty helpful kind of along the lines uh the same idea as the car wash but a different actual event was we did a uh like a walkathon okay and it was the same thing giving them a pledge sheet and uh and then that one i think was off limits to the church so they wouldn't ask anyone from the church okay okay and they would they would just go and ask people their teachers at school neighbors stuff like that and we only had a few kids participate in that I think it's because it was in the springtime, end of winter, early spring. In Washington, where yeah. it's raining. 
yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm not walking. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, the few kids that did that, I mean, they, you know, they're pulling in 150 bucks from yeah. doing that. Yeah. And they would just, they would go out and they would walk around a lake near the church. I think it was like a 5K is what we did. They would just walk around it to complete a 5K. And no, it wasn't even, it wasn't even really like super accurate. You know, I mean, it was 5K-ish. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they would, they would go do it. And it was really interesting is uh, they actually, because the, this lake is, it's still a park out there. And so a lot of people go there. And so they're asking all these people in the neighborhoods, and so they actually had a handful of people say, I will sign off on this and I'm going to go there on that day and see if you guys are actually doing it. Okay. And so we actually had a, a handful of, of people show up to just see if that's what was going on. And they saw us all out there set up. They saw all the kids doing it. And uh, they said, ah, this is great. This is great. And I actually believe that they gave uh, even more than they pledged, you know, awesome. once they saw all the other kids. So yeah, really, really connecting with the people and talking to them and all of that. Because I mean, it's, it's almost hostile sometimes, but you just connect with them and just swallow your pride, be patient and uh, uh, just try to be a Christian to them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the Lord bless and, and all those things. But that, so that was one that also utilized the pledge system. Now, the thing that's kind of weird is what I've noticed about fundraising is there are people who've done fundraisers that it's been wildly successful for them right like uh i don't know if you know pastor josh carter up in mm -hmm. bellingham sure they would do they do crispy creams crispy cream fundraisers yeah they'll just buy like i don't know like 200 boxes of crispy creams they get them at a discount price of course yep. then they just go set up in front of like the walmart up in bellingham and sell them for like 15 bucks a box or something right. and it just i mean they're just killing it and wow. so we we thought hey that's awesome let's try so we're gonna we're gonna do it yeah. and so we went and we bought like you know 100 boxes of Krispy creams and we started trying to go sell it and we set up out out in front of a walmart out there they allowed us to do it and we sold like three boxes yes yep. Oh, yep. No. and we're like okay uh, so so we're only negative only negative 250 dollars <laughs> right, now okay so right. what do we do yeah so we start going to businesses yep. and just like going to you guys want some krispy creams you guys want some krispy creams then yeah. we go to the church the next day once you guys want some day old krispy creams yeah. now we're <laughs> selling them like at cost yes right, right. just trying right. to recoup i think that when it was all said and done we broke even and then i had like 30 boxes of krispy creams in my yes. office yes Perfect. You know, uh, those things are good for about a week. You just put it in the yeah. microwave for like yeah. eight seconds. Yes. Um, yeah, delicious. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got diabetes and gained <laughs> about 30 pounds. Uh, and then, but, no. but, it get, but it gets worse. Yeah, all right? okay. It gets yeah. worse because Bellingham Baptist Church, they're killing it. So obviously we're doing something wrong. Yeah. So we got to do this again. Oh, right? no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we changed it up. I thought it has to be, it has to deal with, because they're in Bellingham, the closest Krispy Kreme is in Seattle. So it's like, what, like an hour and a half, two hours away. Right. So that, that's what it is. And so I'm like, there's a Krispy Kreme in Tacoma. Then you go down South, uh, you know, into like Olympia, uh, Lacey and stuff like that, about 40, 45 minutes away from a Krispy Kreme. That's far enough away. They're going to be like, oh yeah, Krispy Kreme. And so oh, no. we did it again. It's basically the exact same thing. We sold oh, like a man. dozen of them. Oh, We're man. pawning them off on church members, you know. <laughs> Ended up 
ended, I think that time we actually ended up making like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. Brilliant. Yes. Which, which wasn't even enough to pay for my insulin from the right. diabetes <laughs> I got. Uh, and so we, we decided that we weren't going to do that anymore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you live in an area that's like two hours away from the nearest Krispy Kreme, yeah. that might be something to, to yep. look into, yep. you know, yep. it didn't work for us. Yeah. We um, used the same same principle there. We had some calendars that we ordered in and like some uh, beautiful wall calendars. And that worked really well when I was a teenager. Yeah. Of course, when nobody had smartphones and everybody needed a wall calendar. And so as the youth pastor, I'm like, yeah, this worked really well. We were like, you know, $7 a calendar and it was directly tied. You know, as many calendars as you sell, that's how many you get. You only need yeah. to sell seven calendars in order to ha- get half off of camp or whatever it was, right? Like you make yeah. those fun things. And that was really easy. And we, the first year we did that, it worked okay. But of course what happens, right. Is as soon as I release those calendars and they all like every church member is getting asked 17 times about, Hey, can I buy a cat? Or do you want to buy a calendar? Do you want to buy a calendar? (laughs) And so we had to put a stop to that the next year. And so then it's like, no, go talk to your neighbors, go talk to your friends, you know, go talk to your friend's mom. It came back. Like I, I have to buy them in like these big boxes. And like, if we don't sell, X number of calendars, we don't break even at all, and we're gonna lose money. And it, wow. I, we we held on to that way way too long, and because it wow. was what was done, and I think twice we lost a hundred bucks, and a couple of times we just wow. barely broke even, and it was like finally, I, I just had to come to the fact that like, wait a second, like fundraising has to be like one of the key principles about fundraising has to be that you actually make money. Like you can't yeah, just yeah. be like, like they were fundraising, <laughs> we're selling this stuff. Like there has to actually be making money. And um, yeah. so if it didn't make money, we canned it. So I, I definitely get that. We did the same thing with the Krispy Kreme. We ended up in businesses trying to pawn them off. They're like, well, we'll, we'll we will come and buy things from you if you buy this box of donuts from us. Like, <laughs> awful. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was bad. So yeah, yeah I'm it with is. You. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. you did a really cool one, something that I'd never heard of. Actually, you were the first person that I'd ever heard do this. I've since heard a couple of other people. You guys had a fireworks stand. Like, t- talk to me about that. Like, how did like that? How did that work? Okay, so you probably heard about the good experience from the fireworks. Stand. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only one I think about. So, because I, I just want to start right now, just like Chris, we, you know, it worked for you, it must work for me. So yeah, tell me the, <laughs> tell me the good stuff. <laughs> well, okay. So this was kind of all born out of the idea of not draining the church dry, yes. right? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, and so um, I think it was 2015 or so, I had heard, I, I want to say it was Pastor Brown over in Yakima, Mm-hmm. that they do a fireworks stand uh, or someone out there does a fireworks stand. And so I thought, oh, well, how, how hard could it be? So I got, uh, I did some research. And of course, you know how it is. You type in Google, like how to, how to sell fireworks and you get all these ads that pull up. And so one of them was with TNT okay. uh, fireworks, one of yep. the major retailers. And so they, of course said, yeah, hey, you sign with us. Here's the deal. We'll supply everything. You provide the manpower and we split the profits. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, hey, this is great, right? Because there's no upfront cost, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at all this stuff and, and you go through a whole process and, and uh, just so you know, to sell fireworks, like there is so much groundwork that needs to be done. Like okay. all the permits, all the, uh, the, 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 little, the little equipment, little things that, that you wouldn't think about. There's like, a, there's like a whole list of things, like, you know, making sure that you have 
the cash register, yep. power that goes out there, lights that are in there, bags, you know, to put the stuff in. Yes, um, sure. You need to make sure that you're getting change every day so that you can give change to people. Right. So uh, it's just, there's just a thousand little things, right? Right. So yeah. we did all of that in 2015. And this was actually in the church parking lot. So Lakewood Baptist Temple, the way it works is you have the, the main church and then you have the parking lot there around the main church. There's this little strip mall next to Lakewood Baptist Temple that the church actually owns. And we, okay. we were using it for the teen class, for the Spanish ministry and the school and stuff like that. And so that little strip mall, which has a 7-Eleven in the parking lot, we actually got the stand of this wood, you know, it's a wood little set. I'm sure you've seen them on the, the parking lots at wherever. Yeah. So it's a little like five by by 15 sure. wood box, basically. Okay, yeah. And so the thing is that you have to have someone 24 hours a day yes. present because, you know, you've got $10,000, $20,000 of oh, yeah. retail items, right? And so what we ended up doing is, and I don't think TNT would approve if they knew this, but what we ended up doing because we could not get that figured out for security. Mm. We actually got the church vans and we boxed in the fireworks stand with the church vans. Okay. Like on all four sides. Nice. And okay. like with like a like an inch of of clearance space. So there mm. would be no possible way for anyone to get in there unless they climbed on the top and like cut a hole through the top or something right. like that. Uh, you know, and so we we did that, which uh, looking back, wasn't wasn't wise to do that. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, that week I probably put in a good hundred hours of labor. Right. And because of the location and all of that stuff, and because it was a little little box thing like right. that, I think we ended up walking away with I think three hundred dollars in profit. Okay, so that's not very good. Yeah, that's and, awesome. that, that's, and that's yeah. splitting between all the teens that volunteered their time. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty uh, terrible. The, it was. It was ridiculous. Yep. And so I vowed we will never do a fireworks event ever again. This is just absolutely insane. Well, then fast forward about two years and there's a, uh, did you guys know uh, Steve McElroy at Heartland? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's, he, he's a good guy. Good, good basketball player. Yeah. Well, his dad actually moved from Kansas to Washington and his dad has been running fireworks tents and stands go. for like 20 30 go. years so he just he just out of nowhere walks in and he just starts talking to us and and uh basically says hey i run fireworks tents yada yada and so right away i'm like nope i don't want to yeah. do any yeah. fireworks Not tents. this yeah. is ridiculous well he started asking me questions and i'm kind of humoring the conversation you know trying right. to be polite sure and so he finds out that i went through tnt and he's like, dude, that's that's a bad deal. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of a little interested. And he's like, he starts explaining to me the difference and how it would work. Yeah. And so he kind of gets me excited about it, you know, because sure. I'm like, hey, th this actually sounds like it makes sense. What he's telling me, it's a tent. So there's a huge selection. It's going to be at a different location, yada, yada. And it just, it seemed like everything was making sense. Now, since we weren't doing it through TNT, but we were kind of doing it privately run, I guess you could say, yeah. right? With a private owner, all of the behind the scenes work that TNT did, we yeah. had to do. Okay. Right. Yep. And it was grueling. I'm telling you, there was so much stuff. And part of it was because brother Steve, he had been used to doing this down in Kansas and there was a whole different set of regulations, right? Yeah. And now in Washington, he's learning on the fly at the same time I'm learning on the fly. 
So when we finally get it all pieced together, we ended up by this Chick-fil-A in front of this Hobby Lobby, right? This parking lot, 200 yards away from a different fireworks tent that was also run by TNT. And so that first year, what ended up happening is we pretty much put that other tent out of business. Nice. Nice. And I, I felt really horrible yeah. because, nah. because <laughs> apparently they had been there for like 10 years doing this and they've yeah. been doing great. And then we showed up because of Brother Steve owns all the fireworks. We were able to get, have much better pricing. To give you an example, stuff that they were selling over there for like $150 we were selling for like $70 yeah. and we were, and we were profiting that, you know, the team class was profiting like $35 on that. Wow. I mean, and so at the end of that week, I think that the, the team class ended up pocketing right around $7,500. Wow. Wow. It's a lot different than 300. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Now, all of that was great, but I have to warn you. Yes. And, and this was a big mistake I made that first year. You kind of know, like, as, as a youth pastor doing fundraising stuff, oh, yeah. you just kind of like, all right, hey, if, if the lawn doesn't get mowed, then I'll mow it, right? Or if it gets messed right. up, then I'll fix it. And it's, it's cool to do that for yeah. yard work and yeah. for car washes. But with the fireworks tent, we're talking about 24 hours a day. Yeah. We're talking about two days before starting to set up the day afterward, tear down, clean up. So we're talking about a 10 day window, 24 hours a day. Right. And also you need to have someone on guard there. Like there is no option. Yes. Right. We could not secure a tent like that. And so what I did was the first like three nights I slept there at the tent. Right. And I would just, I would just get like a bunch of the cardboard boxes from the fireworks and lay them down on the asphalt and then like put my sleeping bag on top of that. And after the first three days, dude, dedication, but but believe me, I I was regretting it. All right. Because also I should let you know that all of those sales that we got, uh, that probably came in the last two days. So the first, so, so like the first three days I'm doing all of this and it's like, (laughs) we've sold a hundred dollars each day. Right. And I'm like, what have I done? What am I getting myself into? I'm working from eight in the morning until 11 at night. And I'm sleeping on yes. the asphalt. And <laughs> I mean, it was, it was insane. And Dude. finally, you know, I started getting some more and more help. People from the church started realizing what was going on. And so they started jumping in and helping. And uh, yeah. even, Prisler. you know, I was, I was at the point where I was like praying. I'm on the asphalt. It's like two in the morning. I'm exhausted. So beyond my limits. And I'm like almost in tears. I'm so just physically Brained. exhausted yeah, yeah. Wow. and I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, I need help. And as I'm praying, a car pulls up to the tent and I'm like, Oh man, we're getting robbed. Yeah. You know, like this is what we need. <laughs> man. Shoot fireworks at them. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. you know, and all of a sudden I hear brother Johnny, brother Johnny. And I'm like, huh? And it was, it was Tom Bradford. You guys know Tom. Oh right? yeah. 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 He pops in and he's like, Hey, I was just, just thinking about you and he's like why don't you go home and sleep in bed I'll, I'll i'll stay here tonight and i'm like what you know and uh and so he did that and so i got to sleep in bed Jesus you know I, I got a good like four hours of sleep in bed it was amazing and then uh yeah and then awesome. like the next yeah. day a man from the church pulls up with his camper and he says hey me and the wife have been looking for an excuse to use the camper we can stay here at night 
and just be the security. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, praise the Lord. You know, basically, long story short is it was it was insanely difficult, totally worth it. And then the second year, knowing all of that, I was able to get all the help needed from men and women in the church beforehand. Yeah. And that alleviated 75% of the stress from it. I mean, it was still, it's still legit, good. like 18 hour days, yeah, you yeah, know? Work. Uh, but I was yes. actually getting good four or five hours of sleep at night, which is, you know, you can do that for, you can do that for 10 days and make it, you know, I mean, it, it basically, it basically, uh, okay. <laughs> this is how rough it was. All right. This was the week before camp, right? Both years. Yes. Oh. And so it's like, oh. <laughs> the literally the oh, the night before uh camp we had that's when we had finished cleaning up the tents and everything so i would okay. go to camp man. and get like five hours of sleep at camp in those bunks and wake up the next morning like wow this is incredible like yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness I, I'm, I'm going to, to team yeah. camp getting more rest than i felt like i've oh, ever gotten in my life kidding me. okay it's, <laughs> so so basically what you're saying is if you want if you want to appreciate camp more <laughs> all the rest you can get all the wonderful comfortable bed just to exactly the week before you'll, exactly you'll be okay okay oh yeah fair enough so That's yeah, I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it. it is awesome because it is profitable. And I think that if we hadn't come down to, you know, Texas and taken over this church down here, um, I think we would have continued to do that. And I think yeah. every year it would have been more efficient, more profitable, Yeah. but the learning curve is very, very steep. And if you don't have like at least five or six adults at the church who are willing to really I mean, really, really dedicate that week to help you out. You know, you, you might have a heart attack from the stress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it sounds too like having somebody who has some previous background in doing this could be invaluable in that as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking, for instance, my father-in-law, he's done firework stands for many years all through my wife growing up. They always did one and just for their own family. But he, mm. and so just having somebody like that who's a resource could be very helpful, very beneficial if yeah. you're going to do something that, that scale. Oh, yeah. We, we, we were actually wanting to, when we moved down here, thinking like, oh, this would be great to start doing this for the teens down here in Texas. Yeah. But here in uh, Brazos County, like there's no fireworks. Like it's just totally 100% illegal. Uh, so, so we can't okay. do anything. Uh, with it at all and so part of me is sad because like that's a really good revenue stream for the teens but part of me is like well that's okay no. <laughs> but I don't have to <laughs> no more sleeping that's on sad. the asphalt so yeah. there's also <laughs> well as we're wrapping it up brother Johnny are there any last uh, tips or ideas you would have for us as far as fundraisers for teens I, w- I would just say that teens can sell anything is that just because they're young and some of them are still kind of have baby face or I mean, what? no, no, I actually, what I, what I mean by that is that anything can be a fundraiser. Gotcha. Gotcha. And this is another thing that actually Seth Bailey told me this, uh, and this was kind of funny. He was saying that in his office that sometimes teens would come in and ask him, Hey, I need, I still need to make another $50 for camp or whatever. And he said that he would just look around his office and see what was in there. And he'd be like, here, go sell these. Perfect. And yeah. and so we kind of, I when he when he told me about that I thought that was really hilarious but we started doing stuff like that yeah. where teens would need extra money and I would just print up a pledge sheet just right there 
and like yeah. go get pledges to to mow lawns or something i don't know and they would just go out in the neighborhood and knock on right. doors and just same thing yeah. i'm i'm getting donations yeah. and yada yada and uh, what it ended up being is yeah. they were getting pledges to mow uh seniors lawns uh, senior saints lawns from our church so elderly people they would right. mow the lawns for free and they would get pledges from the community and you know they'd, they'd make a good Love 60 it. 80 dollars in in like two hours of knocking on doors yeah i think the 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 key there is they if we're clear that what you're doing what like why you're doing this right like you're not supporting me <laughs> you're you're sending a team to camp or whatever like that and and like you said it, that direct hey i'm trying to raise money to go to camp and people will give to that yeah. and so the fact that you're willing to do something for it the fact that you're willing you have a sheet like and that's that's good advice that that's yeah. all it takes sometimes so oh, yeah. that's, that's good it's good i wish that we would have had this conversation 10 years ago when i started <laughs> yes. mastering, taking in some of the some of the, some of the mindset that we have now after having done this for so long is um, I, I wish I would have had that to start. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be a help to somebody yes. else who's in those <laughs> shoes just getting yeah. started. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you very much, brother. Thank you so much for joining us today on Not the Pastor. We sure hope that this episode was a help to you. Maybe you can steal some of these ideas and be more profitable in the fundraising efforts that you have going on in your church. We'd love to hear about some of your best ideas over on our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash not the pastor. And then if this has been a help to you, would you go to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating and a review and your five-star ratings and reviews help get this podcast in front of more people. Until next week, we are not the pastor.